she has this research study about how your emotions are contagious. Mm. They are, it's, they did these scientific and research studies where they're like looking at the spread of moods and they have been able to find that. Well, 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 hello everybody. Hello, Grace, hello. how are you? We are back. We're back. Back in the hot seat. After a little hiatus, the a little last week's episode we recorded before the Christmas break, just mm-hmm. to give us a head start. The yeah. week before that, we went into the archives and said, what is our lowest viewed episode <laughs> that nobody watched? Chris, producer Chris said there was about eight views on the one that we posted two weeks <laughs> we ago. We reposted, reposted that one. So we're back fresh live. Yes. This is episode 52, mm-hmm. which means we have an, a, a full year of On Purpose Parents podcast under That's our wild. belt. Isn't that wild? Yeah. That went by fast. And it was a lot of fun. Was it, it was. not fast for you? You did a little. Uh. No, I mean, it was fast. It's just 52 podcasts is a lot. That's so I've many. never completed 52 of anything in my life. <laughs> I haven't done 52. That's not true. I haven't done 52 pull-ups or 52, <laughs> 52 consecutive days eating healthy. Is that your New Year's resolution this year? 52 pull-ups? No. By the end of the year? No. No. <laughs> no. I, I have that no is des- pretty ambitious. I have no desire. Um, <laughs> hey, in my defense right now, producer Chris, you could drop a pull-up bar in here and i'll bet you i could hop on there and do 10 wow that'd be my that'd be wow my, that yeah. is i don't think yeah, i could do one good. i could do 10 you can do 10 yeah. should we should we test this one day well, he's like a rock anyway oh Just wow kind of bump up a against rock him sometimes. The, the rock or a little bit of both <laughs> not yeah. the rock that dude's a <laughs> that, monster that's too going too okay. far but you're, you're like too, solid right. dude well thank oh, wow. you i'm all solid I, I don't know. <laughs> thank you it's all the surfing <laughs> With yeah, your, let's yeah, surf yeah, hat. Yeah, yeah, you surfing. have a lot of upper body. Well, here we are surfing. in our nomadic mm-hmm. um, what's studio. Mm-hmm. Our nomad. This is not it's our permanent home. We don't think it's our permanent home. I do like the grown-up vibe, though. I like. I like it. The yeah, green it's nice. walls. It's my yeah. favorite color. It matches your outfit. It matches my oh, outfit. We match yeah. each other. Okay. We didn't even try. Look, we're so coordinated. <laughs> so here we are, episode fifty-two. And here's what we decided to do for those of you listening. What we've realized is. Like a lot of things, um, things start off slow and then there's building and then there's momentum and, and we've experienced that with a podcast. Um, there are now how many, is it 30, that we're right about to kick 30,000 yeah. subscribers, which is a, yeah, we're pretty, pretty close. Cool. We're pretty close to that. Wow. And, and how many, how many you mentioned earlier now, I can't remember. I was impressed mm-hmm. kind of like how, how many countries? 81. 81 wow. countries. Yeah. Listen to our podcast. So cool. Or is the same person that has listened <laughs> yeah. to 81 different. She's an international Traveling. traveler. We have a consultant traveler <laughs> yeah. listener yeah. who just su- goes to every country. She's super bored <laughs> when she lands in a new country every week and goes, what else I got to do? I, I, I'll the, listen to this podcast. During her Uber ride yes. to the hotel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you, you know, one person would, traveling the world. It does. It would devastate my little insecure mind if that played out to be true. I'd be devastated. It's the same, the oh, same person man. listening in eighty different, eighty-one different locations. You know, there's only a hundred and ninety-five countries too. There you go. Well, that changes by the month, doesn't it? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, not really, but kind of. Yeah. It changes. It changes by the decade for sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, so what we thought we would do because um, when this podcast started. No joking, there were eight listeners. Um, and so what we've realized is a whole bunch of our audience 
has never heard us talk about why we call this the On Purpose Parents podcast. They've mm-hmm. probably heard us reference or or um, state mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. the purpose, how we've defined the purpose statement for parents, like what's the purpose of parenting. But we've never really dove, dived, doven? Doven? No, not doven. We've never taken a deeper Divin? look. Delved. Jumped delved, into. Delved. <laughs> yeah. We've never delved more deeply into it, mm-hmm. except for the first couple episodes when nobody was listening. So we thought as we kick off this second year of the On Purpose Parents podcast, we would go back and in a different way, but similar. If you've been with us from the very beginning, thank you. And this will be a rehash, mm-hmm. a refresher. A refresher. Um, but for most of you, this will be brand new. So for this little um, three-week series, mm-hmm. we're going to take a look at the on-purpose parent strategy. Um, this week, we're going to, this episode, we're going to kind of dissect the three big rocks or the three big pieces pillars. of our the pillars mm-hmm. of our purpose statement, what we think is a worthwhile goal for every parent who's a follower of Jesus as they, as they raise kids. Next week, we are going to take a... 55 mile an hour speed run Mm -hmm. through all five ages, stages, roles, and goals on our parenting journey. Yeah. And then in our third week, we're going to take a look at how, what do we need to pay attention to? How do we really do this? Like what's important as we're doing this Mm -hmm. for us as parents? And so that's what we're going to do. Love it. And it's going to be hopefully enjoyable and informative. Producer Chris, there is a link in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Is this true? Yeah. And what yeah. does that link do? Gives uh, them a, disc, gives them a Taco Bell discount? Links, yeah. <laughs> like a, a chalupa, since, a free chalupa. <laughs> since what we're doing is like an overview yes. of, of the whole strategy, the whole plan of, of uh, on-purpose parents, um, there's going to be a few blogs, mm. and then there's also a, a one-page downloadable PDF that they'll be able to get a hold of. That's sort of a summary cheat sheet kind mm. of of... Mm-hmm. The strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Well, with that entire <clears throat> backdrop, let's mm-hmm. jump into it. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk today about the the purpose statement. And to kind of launch us into this, one of the premises that Grace and I and producer Chris have held on to, and it's been the driving force behind our whole parent strategy at Saddleback Church and this podcast, is this assumption or, or belief, and I think all three of us would even say uh, a quantifiable experience that in life, almost nothing good happens by accident. That's right. Like you don't just slide into good things mm-hmm. very often. And when it comes to parenting, of all the roles and responsibilities and all the things that we adults do in life, for those of us who are parents, maybe the most important place to be intentional Mm-hmm. and not just leave it to chance is our parenting strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've created a, a strategy to help parents be intentional in their parenting that sets them up to win. It doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> it's easy. It doesn't prevent all the heartache that goes along with parenting, but it gives us like this goal in mind mm-hmm. from the day you take your precious newborn home from the hospital <laughs> until the day they drive off as a young man or woman post-college into their career world. Maybe they're married Mm -hmm. and beyond because parenting Mm -hmm. never really ends. So, and beyond like, what's our, what's, what's the point? Mm -hmm. What's the end game? In what ways should we be intentional? 
And so that's the heart behind this. And so, Grace, why don't you set us up by kind of rehashing, reading, maybe for a lot of our listeners for the first time, what we've defined as a goal. There's yes. lots of ways, there's lots of strategies, mm-hmm. lots of ways to parent, but to make it clean and easy and intentional, it helps us in our ministry to go, this is how we're going to encourage parents. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love it. Would love to do that. So our purpose, as Kurt so uh, very well set up for us, and as Kurt said, this is one way, not the only way, um, but what we have is that our purpose as parents is to raise interdependent lifelong followers of Jesus who desire to make a kingdom contribution. So I'll say that one more time. Interdependent, Mm -hmm. lifelong followers of Jesus who desire to make a kingdom contribution. Which is pretty lofty. It's lofty. It's pretty lofty, but it it might help for us to break down, like, what are the three big rocks? What are the three big pillars in there? Well, the three big pillars are raising children to be interdependent, Mm -hmm. Lifelong followers of Jesus. That's number two. And the third is a kingdom contributor. Yes. Right? They want to make a difference for, for God's sake. Not make a difference for God's sake. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> for make, God's sake. <laughs> make a difference for the sake of the kingdom. For yes. God's sake, we want to make a we want our kids to to make a difference in whatever, however profession, all that stuff. And so today we're gonna just take a look at and we're just gonna give you kind of three a few thoughts on breaking down those three mm-hmm. big rocks. So, so Grace, let's jump into what are some things that might help parents as they're thinking about, okay, interdependence. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that look like? How do, how do we help get there? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll just say before jumping in, I, I love the topic of this episode because even though we may not be diving into the specific tips or pr- as, as practical as some of our other episodes may be, it is so helpful and important to have that vision, to have that light that you are aiming for, that you see at the end of the tunnel, because parenting life can get so messy yeah. and there's so much noise in our heads and also placed on us that if we don't have that beacon of light yes. that we are you know, drawing ourselves towards or that's drawing us to it, it's easy to get yeah. lost. Well, so, it's like our parenting rally cry. Yeah. There's a, there's an old saying that you guys have probably heard and we've maybe said it on this podcast that if you aim for nothing, you hit it every time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, what I like to say is you don't want to aim for nothing cause you'll hit, you'll hit that every time. Oftentimes in life you like, you shoot your arrow at the wall and then you go up and draw the bullseye around yeah. go, wherever the arrow Smart. shoots. Yeah. You go, hey, that's the, the, look, turn, things turned out pretty good. Exactly. Versus, no, you draw the bullseye and then you aim for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you still miss sometimes. Mm-hmm. Of you, course. I mean, you, you, you don't miss every time. Yeah. Right. But at least you can say, this is what we're aiming for. And we're going to go after it. And we might miss. We might come up short. Our kids certainly will come up short. That's okay. That's okay. Our rally cry is... We want our kids to grow up to be interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. Yeah. So this first one, interdependent, I I have a passion for this one, and it's something that this purpose and this vision has really helped Sam and me in terms of focusing on our own, raising our own children as well. And um, before we dive into really like what we think this, this is and the importance of this, I did want to share... Um, this book that I was reading, and it's called Cues. It's by uh, an author named Vanessa, I think, Edwards. And 
she has this research study about how your emotions are contagious. Mm. They are, it's, they did these scientific and research studies where they're like looking at the spread of moods and they have been able to find that it is highly contagious. And so they, there's one study that found that as soon as we see another person's facial expression, our body uh, subconsciously, it, you're not controlling it, but your own facial muscles, like those micro expressions, yep. they twitch to mimic the person that you're seeing, their facial expression. Oh, and not then a, not a response to, but a mimic of. Yes. So if wow. if you're scowling, there's like a slight. I walk in and you're scowling. I'm like, oh, like my face kind of <laughs> does a like a a flinch of yeah. a scowl. Yeah. And then what's interesting is that scowl then sends signals into my body even if i'm not in a bad mood like there's like the physiology sure, of sure. making your a certain facial expression that tells your body maybe i'm not as happy as i thought i was mm -hmm. and it goes into your body and they ha have been able to document how within five minutes in a room one person can come in and completely change the atmosphere of a room hmm. and and even someone's own physical reaction like are your are you shooting off stress hormones? Are you shooting off hormones that make you feel good? Like you, your, someone's emotion and facial expressions, as an example, can have that kind of an impact on somebody else and that group. And you know, so- You know what that mm -hmm. makes me think of is, you, you guys watch reels ever? Like you yes. kind of yes. scroll through the reels yeah. and you'll have the, the baby and then they put next to the baby this little robot thing. That mimics the baby, what oh, the baby says. So I've the baby will that. go, <laughs> and, and the little thing will go <laughs> right back. And then the baby will be like, what the heck's going on here? But it's that whole mimicking and type thing. That's super interesting. I've never seen <laughs> that. I was just thinking I that. Like, I feel like that'd that. be really funny. I feel like we've already... <clears throat> I don't even know. I don't even know where this conversation. I'm, Grace, I'm gonna you're going to tie it together. Yes. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what producer Chris just added that ties it together. I love it though. So, I'm going to go look for thank that. Thank you for that. Maybe I should. Chris, I'll, po I'll post a link to Chris. one of those. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it could bring happiness, right? If you mimic. Um, but the whole point of that, and I think the reason why I wanted to share that is. When I read that, it really struck me as like, wow, it's not just this lofty goal or this pillar that we're aiming for, but God has literally designed us physically, emotionally, mm. spiritually, mentally to, to be interdependent. Yes. Like the way that we're designed is to impact each other. Yes. We're not built to be solo creatures and living alone. Sometimes um, we think that our goal is to raise independent kids, right. kids mm -hmm. that can just do it all on their own. And components of that is not a bad thing right? because we do want our children to become skilled mm -hmm. and competent and, and self confident and self-sufficient um, and being able to contribute to the world independently. Right. But the power of interdependency and what that can do to elevate the quality of your life and the life of those around you is such a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll just end by saying, you know, research consistently demonstrates that people who have strong social ties, who know how to build relationships, navigate through conflict, understand their own internal yeah. what's going on in order to work that out with someone right. you might be having some challenges with, those qualities 
people live longer. Yeah. That is like the number yeah. one thing people have found yeah. that contributes to yeah. longevity wow. is your social ties. Sure. And it, it makes sense, right? Because we know if you're a, if you're a Jesus follower, even if you're not, you, you kind of know intuitively, it seems like we're kind of built to be in relationship. Mm -hmm. It seems like I'm wired to want, that's why people get married. That's why we have friendship circles. That's why we get to know our neighbors, right? Not just so we can borrow their hammer, but I mean, that's <laughs> a big part of it, but it's because we, we, we just have this built in like need for relational mm -hmm. being a relational existence. Um, and that doesn't come out of nowhere. That yes. goes, if you go all the way back to the, the creation story in scripture, very early on, Genesis chapter two says that at some point in the creation story and in Adam's existence, God quickly states, it's not good for him to be alone. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to make a partner because he needs to not navigate this by himself. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so kind of hardwired into all of us. Yeah by our designer is this need for an interdependence. Mm -hmm. We're built and wired to be in relationship with each other. And in America and Western societies and probably all over the world, we have, I think, overemphasized this independence, mm -hmm. like be your self-made man. Don't rely on anybody. Mm -hmm. and, and there, to your point, there's some, some important aspects of that. But at the end of the day, the way God's wired us, he wired us to be in relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And to be in relationship with each other. Yeah. Um, and so we want to raise our children to recognize. Mm -hmm. um, the way I think about it is I was raising probably more so my son than my daughter, even though I think it was in the back of my head with my daughter, was this idea of this is how I, this is how I merge independence and interdependence mm -hmm. is I want my son, like if he found himself stranded on a desert island all by himself. Mm. I want him to be able to survive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want him to be able to figure things out on his own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. But I also want him to realize it would be way better if I had somebody else with me to help right. figure this thing out. Like this experience would be way better if I was sharing it with somebody to keep me occupied, to keep me from being lonely. That person would have some skills that mm -hmm. I'm lacking in my survival. But if yep. he, but the independence, if he had to, mm -hmm. he could figure it out. So kind of, it's kind of that merging of, like I've got skills to survive on my own in this mm -hmm. crazy world, but that's not best, mm -hmm. and it's not right. how God wants it. And so, parents, this idea of how are you raising your children to be interdependent, mm -hmm. right? To to recognize the need for church, the need for healthy friendships, mm -hmm. the need for relationships, the, the need for scripture talks about and Ecclesiastes talks about um, <clears throat> in a battle, two men are better than one because two can stand back to back. Mm -hmm. Three is even better. And it says, because a triple, a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. So there's like this strength in numbers and security in numbers. And that's, that's the best for us. And we mm -hmm. want to raise our children to recognize why all of that is really important. Yeah. So that's the interdependent, absolutely lifelong followers of Jesus. Yeah. How do we do that? What's that look like? Um, I've got some thoughts. Do you yeah. want, you want to jump in? Sure. I, I think in terms of, you know, inspiring us and having this vision, this lifelong followers of Jesus, to me, this is the hardest one in my mind because I mean, it's new year's. We could even use new year's as an example. This is a time where we establish many resolutions. A lot of people come up with goals for the year and 
most, I mean, this is a common refrain. We all say this. We always come up with resolutions at the beginning of the year. And how quickly do you pretty much give up on those resolutions? There's an article by Ohio State University that says researchers suggest that only 9% of Americans who make resolutions complete them. Mm, And then they go on to show in this study that 23% of people quit their resolution by the end of the, what do you think? Month, January, the month. What percent? 23. Quit their resolution by the end of the first week. Oh, God. Wow. (laughs) And then 43 quit by the end of January. January. Yeah. So it is, it is, you're not alone if you make a resolution and within a week or within a month, maybe you're not really (laughs) striving towards that anymore. Almost in the majority. Yeah. Yeah. You're in good company. And, but (laughs) the point is, it's very hard to see things through. Yeah. And it's very true that most things, many things don't last. Right. And so as parents who want to raise children to be lifelong followers of Jesus, not just in the moment or for a season or um, something that is only existent when things are good, but through all seasons of life, from every stage that we're going to talk about of their childhood, adolescent young adult to adulthood, to be able to give the foundational tools to your children of how to have a long-term relationship with Mm. Jesus is a wonderful goal. And the one thing I'll say here is that, and and again, we're not, this episode is not so much about giving the practical tips, but just kind of planting the vision. Um, This book, Atomic Habits, quotes about San Antonio Spurs. And so my husband, who is not listening to this episode, <laughs> but you know, he would appreciate I've been this in his office and he's got a disturbingly large amount of San Antonio Spurs yes. stuff. He is a true yeah, yeah. San Antonio Spurs <laughs> fan, never not born in Texas or never lived in Texas. So that's, there you go. Um, but there's this quote, it says the San Antonio Spurs, one of the most successful teams in NBA history has a quote from That's hanging in their locker room. And it says this, when nothing seems to help, I go and look at the stone cutter hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing in it. Yet at the hundred and first blow, it will split in two. And I know it was not the last blow that did it, but all that had gone before. Mm. And, and I think, I mean, that's a example of like resiliency and grit and not giving up. But I think as parents, it would be amazing to have a vision that says, I'm going to help build those tools, those disciplines, the structures, the mindset, the grit of how to stay in relationship with Jesus. What does that actually even really mean right. in an authentic way that allows them to have deep roots that will last them their whole life. That is just such a beautiful goal. I love that. That's so good. Um, I I think how I would encourage parents on this is just first as a reminder that we don't control whether or not our children are lifelong followers Mm -hmm. of Jesus, Mm -hmm. the sovereignty of God and our, our children's own free will that kicks in to some degree, kind of in adolescence, and we're, you know, that's, we get to help out and keep nurturing and keep coaching and cheering them on. And, but at some point they, they decide, they decide, do I want to follow Jesus for the rest of my life? And it, and it, there's, when a child chooses to walk away, there's pain associated to that. Sometimes parents feel like if I would have done it better or mm. different, they wouldn't have made that decision. 
Um, it's it's our kids' decision to yeah. make. And so parents, just just remember that. Um, it's the it's the hitting on the stone over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give. I know we said we weren't gonna be practical. I'm gonna give just three super practical. There's probably a hundred hundred and three, yeah. but I'm, I'm not even gonna expound on them. I'm just gonna kind of list them. Because there's probably some parents going, okay, just what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? do, I do? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of things you can do. Here's three. One would be have a long view. Mm-hmm. Like, don't 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 be laser focused on your child's shortcomings right now. Mm-hmm. They mess up and go to a party that, that you told them not to. They they start dating a boy and a girl that make you nervous. They <laughs> they make dumb. Don't laser focus that. Have have a long view because the world is full of lifelong followers of Jesus who had really bad moments. The Bible is full of lifelong followers of Jesus and God who mm-hmm. had really bad moments. Mm-hmm. So don't laser focus on the moments. Have have a long view. The other is, man, keep church a priority. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is there's there's quantifiable and qual qualifiable? No. Mm-hmm. Quantitative and qualitative. Qualitative. Qualitative, thank you. I, <laughs> I don't I'm know. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> there's experienced and scientific data that uh, show uh-huh. church involvement has a massive impact on somebody's long-term faith. Mm. Mass. You don't have to be, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. We're not saying that, mm. but it's pretty important part of the journey. So parents keep your kids involved in church and then model it, mm. model mm-hmm. it. Our kids become what's modeled mm-hmm. or a big piece of them becomes what's modeled. They, they, um, develop a lot of the traits and characteristics and worldviews and beliefs yeah. that are modeled. And so we want to, we want to model our faith. And then we're going to, we're going to wrap this up. But the third mm-hmm. big rock is who want to make a kingdom contribution. And in short parents, um, it's just from an early age, mm-hmm. helping our kids recognize that one of the primary reasons they're here on earth is to make a difference for for Jesus and His kingdom, and to, to advance the gospel in a thousand different ways, mm-hmm. wherever they find themselves. I jokingly, but it's, it, I think the point works is when I'm talking to junior hires at church a lot about like what's your what's your purpose in life. Mm-hmm. We all have individual purposes, and we all have the same purpose. Individual purposes is doctor, lawyer, stay at home mm-hmm. mom, mm-hmm. stay at home dad, mechanic, right, pastor, whatever. That's that's your unique purpose. Your the general purpose that we all share is to make a difference in this world for the kingdom. And if that wasn't the case, if our only purpose in life was to get through life and go to heaven, the the harsh reality is when we said yes to Jesus, he would say, "You fulfilled your purpose. I'm going to take you home." Mm. If that happened at 10 or if that happened at 100. Mm-hmm. When that happened, but because we stick around and we have this whole life to live, it's obvious that there's a, another purpose in our life other than just being in relationship with Jesus. And that is to point others to that, to, to a relationship through yeah. making a kingdom difference. Yeah. And parents, we want to help encourage our kids to, to recognize that. And then what's beautiful about that is it brings our own life, true meaning and value and worth. Um, sometimes they say you really understand what's meaningful in life and maybe have some regrets at the end of your life when you're looking back at that time. And one thing I observed recently with my grandma, she's 97 years old. She's still alive and kicking. And when we visit her, she lives in Chicago. When we visit her and bring all her great grandkids there, if we bring bearing gifts to Mm -hmm. her, she actually is not as excited 
as if my mom slips her all these gifts that she can then give to her grandkids. She's uh, so much, she's actually <laughs> more distraught if she receives these gifts yeah. and has nothing to give. But right. if my mom kind of like gives her a bag of candy and says, you can give these to the kids. And she's like, here you go, here you go. Her whole face lights up and yeah. it you can see tangibly how much joy it gives her to be able to give and bless right. her great grandkids. And right. I, and that was just a image that stuck hmm. sticks to my mind that really what's meaningful in life is being able to be of purpose, of use, youth. Yeah. Um, and not like that that's what gives us value because God right. loves us no matter what, right. but it gives us um, excitement and yes. meaning. And, and I will just say as parents, that's such an important thing to hold on to because everything in the world will say something different to that, yes. that you got to look out for yes. yourself. You're your number one. If you don't have A plus grades, then shame because right. you got to get the best to be the best, to right. show that you're the best. Right. And it feels like that's what's important. And then you chase after that and then it's just not as fulfilling. And yeah. so this is one of our pillars that we right. just love because at the end of the day, not only is it a command from God, but it is what will bring us most and your children the most fulfillment yeah, in life. That's awesome. Well, there you go, parents, man. Thanks for listening again. The whole reason we do the podcast and attached to anything we talk about, we talk about stuff that doesn't really seem to relate to this, but we want to help you raise interdependent mm. lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. And we hope today, maybe for the first time, or maybe it was a reminder, maybe today served as a, a goal or a target, um, sort of that, that tangible thing that you can intentionally pursue with mm. your kids. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. If you want to subscribe, you can do that. There's a button to click somewhere, somewhere. on the screen. I'm not even going to point <laughs> to it somewhere because I get it wrong every time. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next Bye, episode. Bye, everybody.